Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Friday, July 20. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I am Jafet de Oliveira. Let's pray. It's the end of the week, and uh, I'm praying for today, praying for Sabbath tomorrow, for our communities gathering together. We, uh, we have a lot uh, going tomorrow. Uh, not only do we have uh, our services, but we also have a funeral tomorrow, a memorial service tomorrow afternoon. So uh, let me pray for all those gathering. Heavenly Father, bless today. Bless the word that we read today. One more time as we read this passage and reflect on it. Bless uh, our communities, our families, all those gathering tomorrow. Bless uh, the Sabbath that we get to experience tonight and tomorrow. And uh, bless the, all those who are going to be celebrating life as well. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Romans 5, 1 through 11, English Standard Version. Peace with God through faith. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak... At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life." More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Okay. So our final recalibrate question for the week is this. Uh, What is a life well lived? What is a life well lived? Oh, we went and saw that film. Mm -hmm. Documentary. uh, Last week Mm -hmm. called Lives Well Lived. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it focused on all, all the people in it. I think the main character... In fact, didn't come into the film until late, but it was the filmmaker's grandmother who yeah. was 103 years 103 old. 103 years old. But so I think the main focus was really to make a film about her, and then these other people yeah, also a, came into it. But the people were all between 75 and 103 years of age, yeah. and they were reflecting on their lives. An enormous number of their lives had involved being in Europe during World War II. Yeah. I was surprised about that. Yeah. So they were from. They had all ended up living in the U.S. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But, you know, maybe half of them, I don't know, maybe two-thirds of them were American. The rest were from different countries. There was a woman who was American. She was of Japanese descent. She'd been interned yes. during World War II. And her husband... How many weep? Oh, that was, that was yeah. the story that just killed me because her husband had joined this battalion of, of mm-hmm. Japanese Americans. And he had this big speech. He said, I have to do this so that they will know that we're loyal. Mm-hmm. And they'll never do this yeah. to people ever again. It was just, oh, and he died. Yeah. And, you know, she, I can't remember, how old was she? Was she 80 something? She was something like that. I remember, I remember vividly how she said that she just, she couldn't live 
after you know her husband had died. Oh yeah, she there. was just despondent. And, then, and they had two children, I think, two or three her, children. I think it was her father or somebody came along to her and said, "Listen, you have to live for your children." Yeah. And and you have to you have to get up and you have to keep on going for your kids. And then they had this beautiful photo of her with her sons and just powerful well, stuff. So it was really it's a really anything, moving documentary. Did any principles come through to you cuz I felt like there were threads throughout this and I don't remember anybody really speaking about religion or being particularly religious in the movie, but I felt like there oh, were Oh, I well, there were a lot of people who were of different faiths inside there that I felt It felt like mainly that they weren't focusing though on that. That wasn't they weren't talking about religion so much as they were just things that they thought, you know, how to have a good marriage, how to yeah, that wasn't the, the questions they had. They had the question, you're right, the, the question they were really trying to answer more than anything else, which is a question here, was what is a life well lived and how to define that, how to have a happy marriage, you're right, and that kind of stuff. I and thought I, and the I, main thing that went through all of them was how optimistic they were. They were. Uh, they're very strong yeah. and, again, and resilient against a lot of different things. And I think that this passage here that Paul is writing right now, uh, and I don't know if, if everybody knows this, and if you haven't had a chance to read The Daily Walk, I'm just going to give you a real quick summary so that you you kind of like pull this together. And I didn't do it at the beginning of the week intentionally because I wanted you to be able to process it yourself. But um, chapter five is is the beginning of a summary of the whole of chapters five to eight. And so what Paul does is he, verses five, one through to 11, is a summary of what everything he's going to say for the next few chapters. And then he kind of like compresses it down to verses one to two, and he just summarizes everything that he needs to say in those two verses. And in those two verses, he basically... It's his thesis. Yeah, it's his thesis. He basically says, look, because God has actually called you righteous, because he's justified you, you are a new creation, and with this new creation, you have a new life, and you should do something about this. And and next week, we get to talk a little bit about what that starts. And he starts to then unpack what it means to be this new life. So I want to talk about what it really means to live a life that's well-lived. Because God's called us to be living lives that are well-lived. Um, yeah, and do yeah. you ever get kind of the horrible, nagging feeling that you're not having a life that's well-lived, that you're somehow missing something? Well, I think, I think that... Essential. I think that I... Uh, Here's the ironic thing. I was saying this to somebody just the other day um, that I really do feel that I can do many things with my life, right? I feel like I'm very I'm talented and capable of doing other things in my life. And so, and there are, the problem is that because administration and blah, 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 that kind of stuff, I feel kind of like always pulled in that area. The difficulty is that I'm called to be a pastor, and I love being a pastor. And so while it's it's very comfortable for me to be in that world, um, this is where my heart beats. And and so so then when I'm over here and I'm, I'm actually being a pastor and living in community, I'm kind of like, man, this is what I was wired to be. And, and now I'm kind of like, why did I stop doing that for so many years? Why did I walk away from it and do that other thing that's actually very natural for me to do. And uh, and I think that that's actually what we have to ask ourselves all the time. There are things that we can do that are really easy and comfortable for us to do, but they're not necessarily the thing that you're wired to do. Um, well, they are, they are things that you actually should think about quite hard. And so well, I... And then the question also is 
does it even matter what you're wired to do or would a life well lived be doing a thing that you were capable of doing that does the most good? Yeah, well... you could ask that. You know, there, you could have two different paths open to you and one of them could produce results that are either neutral or kind of negative yeah. or pointless and the other one could make a big difference in some way or some really tangible way. It does more good for the world and whether or not you personally enjoy it might be a secondary issue. I don't know whether that is or not, I, though. I've I agree. never been able I don't, to decide. I agree. I don't think it's about the satisfaction of what we have out of it and I think that that's the that's what I, I guess I was trying to say is that if I was if I was choosing a job that is just about my personal joy of things that I actually just do for my own satisfaction I'd probably lean to something that's just very comfortable and easy for me to do which is actually administration when I think it's really interesting if, that when we talk about a life yeah you automatically think about a job well yeah that's because I'm you know wired that way Okay, right. what does it mean to be wired a certain way? Well, I feel like that's my responsibility in life. To have, well, I mean, most people, everybody has a job, yeah. but then a life well lived would include more things than just what your job is. And that was what was interesting that's about it. these she people, could. 75 like to 103, like few of them were still working at yeah. their age, but they had other things that they were doing. And they, they talked about their mm. life in the past and what the meaning of it was, but a lot of it was present you know hobbies and interests and things that they were doing that they thought were important that didn't have anything to do with employment anymore and they were kind of beyond that point where they're even thought of as being you know really integral parts of the workforce people kind of become invisible when they get to be yes over that age but all of them all of them had spent their entire lives doing their careers yeah yeah all of them had spent, you know, a when I wonder doing that what kind of they stuff. would have seemed like if we talked to them when they were forty, yeah, or forty-five, and not mm. eighty-five, ninety-five. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. What what it would be? I mean, how much wisdom do you have when you're right in the thick of everything? I think sometimes it's easier to look back on things and draw the meaning. Well, and I think that's why. It's, I mean, historically, I think that's, that's yeah. what you do. You look back on the past. You don't try to construct it as it's happening because. It's hard to know what lessons to draw. I think that's why it was really good to go see that documentary and to just pause a little bit and to, to ask yourself, you know, what's the purpose of life and to listen to people who've actually gone through decades more uh, than ourselves. And what was interesting is that I got to, you know, I debriefed with, the, with our six uh, youth interns that I'm working with at the church and got to listen to their perspective as well. Um, what they think about it as well. And several of them were saying, you know, I want to go speak to my grandparents um, mm. and reconnect with them and listen to them a little bit more. And and just like there's so much that I could learn from them and they need to go do that sooner than later. Well, I thought what was interesting about it, what I kept thinking listening to the people, is how nice it must be to get to that point and kind of the pressure is off to mm. a certain extent. Like they know how it's all turned out. You know, some of them, it had pictures of them with their families. I think one guy, didn't he have nine children? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And then I can't remember. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. You know, dozens of grandchildren, yeah, great-grandchildren. He was in his 90s. Yeah. And, you know, he was he's had a successful life, and he knows it's all worked out. I liked his face. And he could, yeah, he yeah. was fantastic. He'd been a doctor and <laughs> yeah. gets up at four in the morning and exercises and then makes mozzarella yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. All day for his daughter's deli. He was wonderful. But... Yeah, I thought there's something, it, it must feel just satisfying to know that, that things have worked out. I was just looking at a friend of mine had posted on Instagram. She has a very small 
daughter right now who's just become mobile. She's just over mm. a year old. And she'd had a terrible day with her, I think, yesterday. And she had photographs of mm. of everything that the kid had done. And then she had listed also some things she didn't have pictures of of her getting into the you know, cat litter box and <laughs> the trying to climb into the toilets. You know, just yeah, everything yeah. that yeah. they do. And it reminded me, I remember... You know, when the kids are that age, when yeah. it's just like, oh my goodness, all you do all day is just trying to keep them from killing themselves or destroying the entire house or whatever. Uh-huh. But that feels in some ways like that was no time ago at all. Yeah. In other words, yeah, now I can look back on that and be like, oh yeah, you know, you'll get through that. But she doesn't know that. She's right in the middle of it. Yeah. It's hard to know anything when you're in the middle of it. It is. It is always hard in the middle of it because that's actually the moment, that we, the present that we that we live in. So mm-hmm. I think the perspective is always important to to take that time. And I think that that's if we, if we can just for a moment just ask ourselves: Are we living the life that God has called us to? Are we actually on the on the trajectory of what God has called us to? Is important. And I uh, I do feel that it's taken me a journey to get to the place where I'm doing what God has called me to do. And I think that I, I wish this for everybody, that people will find uh, a little bit of the peace of what God has called us to. Because when you are in that place, it is harder than than you imagine, but it is actually healthier than you could ever dream of. So look, look after each other. Uh, our time is up for today. Uh, we'll connect tomorrow. Uh, pray for each other love each other um, and uh, live love as best as you know how. Read the word of God. Uh, We'll connect tomorrow morning. Live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.